Welcome to the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission, right where you are and wherever you go. On today's episode, I sit down with the New Missions Campaign Manager, Emily Pearson. You may see her name or read articles from her about our shoebox drive, but today we actually reveal some of her personal life and talk about some of her background in ministry. And so you're going to get to know her better, but then also learn how you can live life on mission by giving a gift to a family through New Missions this Christmas. Let's enjoy this episode. It's great to be here today with Emily Pearson, campaign manager for New Missions, and it's shoebox drive season. Yes. Thanks for being with me. We're going to actually talk some questions about shoebox drive, but before we do that, um, I'd like to have people take a moment and hear from you who you are, because they see your name, they'll get emails from you on updates if you sign up for shoebox drive at shoeboxdrive.com. But I've known you and your family for quite some time, and uh, my wife Cheryl and I call our home church Life Point in Eustis, Florida, where your f- husband is the senior pastor. But Emily, tell us about yourself. I think you have some kids and a dog. And- yeah. So um, my name's Emily Pearson. I am married to JP, who is a lead pastor at Life Point Church in Eustis, Florida. Uh, we've been at Life Point for 16 years. Um, with kind of a journey through youth ministry first and then different, you know, responsibilities shifting there over the years and um, to where we are today. We have two daughters. We have Hannah, who is 20, and Sarah Kate, who's 16. And um, so we just enjoy um, family life with them and, you know, as they're moving on towards adulthood and college and all those fun young adult things. Um so I um, have been at New Missions now for just over two years, mm-hmm. which has been a true blessing. Um, prior to my New Missions time, I worked in healthcare for Advent Health in Orlando for 20 years, working at the bedside for the first 10 of those, and then working um, in critical care transport for the second 10, um, which was really um, a job I enjoyed, but I knew... Um, in 2017 that the Lord was really calling me out and asking me to surrender a job that I loved. And to clarify a little bit, we'll come back to the family in a moment, the transport piece that was not transport by ambulance. It was transport by what? By helicopter. helicopter. (laughs) Mostly, mostly that was my transport work. This is the first helicopter mentioned on the new missions podcast. (laughs) Unbelievable. So you were in that field serving in the medical space, obviously helping people at a very urgent Mm -hmm. time. And if I recall, you really surrendered to church ministry again, because with your husband, when he took on the lead pastor role, was mm-hmm. it about that time frame? It was about the same time frame. Yep. He, um, he was the interim lead pastor for 11 months first, beginning okay. in 2017. So the Lord just began to really work on my heart and show me that I needed to take on a less demanding role right. uh, so that I could be more present. In, right. in church life. And your, and your kids were at a very pivotal age, too. I mean, if we back time, you know, that's a very important season. And I know mm-hmm. that that job on the helicopter was very mm-hmm. life-threatening at times. Just the yes. risk. Yes. The unknowns. There's a lot of risk. And you, you wanted to be around for your kids and make sure that you were home, but also now JP's schedule and such. And then mm-hmm. we popped into the story, New Missions. Yep. And we were looking for someone to come in. We had a wonderful team member, Molly, 
mm-hmm. Nost, who was transitioning to be full-time mom, and then they mm-hmm. relocated out of state, and someone needed to step in to help with shoebox drive, and here you are. Here I am. So, but thanks for your love and service to the local church. I don't want to overlook that. I did want people to hear a little bit of your background, because they see your name and emails, and you write for the newsletter. People see your articles about shoebox drive and what's going on, and I think it's important to know that it's not just a name in a person, but it's someone with a heart for ministry and you and JP and your family are totally sold out to the gospel and the local church. But I got to pause and brag about your daughter, Hannah. So you and her have something in common at church. <laughs> what is it that y'all get to do together? Are you talking about singing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hannah sings and she is the, she truly is the singing talent of the family. She okay. sings on our, um, on the praise team at church and um, we're so proud of her and being willing to use her talent for the Lord to praise him and to lead in worship. I remember there was a Christmas Eve service where she sang and it was like, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. It was awesome. So, so anointed, but also gifted and, and you all have really encouraged her. And I, as you know, my background in church life is music. You know, my kids volunteering at church still to this day, just believe that, any parent that's listening, I think outside of your child accepting Christ as their personal savior is to serve the local church, plug in, be involved, help out. It's such a deepening of their faith. Yes. Yeah. You know, it allows for that spiritual maturity um, to come through. And every everyone's um, journey is going to be different. Every kid's mm-hmm. journey is going to be different. Certainly every pastor's family journey is going to be different. Um, but we um, have really enjoyed our our children buying in sure. to force for good that the local church is. Right. And then they also see the pace differently. You know, when you're technically holding the door open for somebody, the door isn't as heavy as it is. You right. know, you can kind That's of see right. it through a different lens. Had a close pastor friend whose son joined their volunteer team at the church, you know, and it was involved mm. in doing some setup stuff. And all of a sudden, arriving early to church was fun. Right, you know, that's it was right. Like before, yeah. like, Dad, you yeah. almost sit in your office and do nothing. Right, right. Now yeah. it was like I get to go help out. And yes, that's right. Be a part of the the journey. That's yes. Been. And so let's talk for a minute about. Um, I'm I'm gonna dive. We're gonna get to shoebox drive in a minute. We have some questions, but I, I just want to take a moment and for people that are going to church, and as you know, in our home. Um, I grew up in a home of a pastor and my mom, we were constantly in church. I think, you know, I was born on the front row, but there's a lot of parents that are struggling with kids making church a priority. Mm -hmm. And I think for this current generation that are growing up in a busy, busy, busy Mm -hmm. world where average church attendance is once a month, you know, what encouragement would you give to parents when it comes to the value of, of church is let's go together as a family. Cause obviously you don't just work there, but you all really love and serve and, and attend and are part of our church is our second family. Hmm. And, and I see what we have tried to uh, continue at life point because it was really already the culture. There was a culture of family and of love. Right. And we've seen many people join um, out of difficult situations and find uh, a family at church and um, it's your encouragement 
it's your challenge, it's your accountability, mm. um, it's uh, folks to celebrate with. And then also when you are experiencing difficulty in your journey, whether it's an illness or a death in your family, so many times your church family right. surrounds you right. and, and the Lord provides for you through your, whether it's encouragement or whether it's a physical need that your mm. um, your church family helps to meet. Um, they're ju- you just can't put a price on that. It's a sacrifice worth serving toward. Mm. I noticed that for my son. He was in a college ministry, pivotal time in his life, and, mm. and they really surrounded him. You know, there was yeah. some need. Yes. And I think for, for students or young people to see that, that it's an extension of your family. It's your family of faith, but That's then right. there's, they're there to really help. I found in my life, you know, when I was growing up in church, dad was a pastor. You right. know, I was yeah. the bratty preacher's kid. I learned how to... Tie my shoes, swim, right. ski, and ride a bike from people at church. People at church, you know? yeah. It was yes. kind of neat. And I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that my parents and, and siblings weren't around, but they weren't right. around. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> another, another story, another day. And I can remember that from my childhood growing up. It was it was the people at church a lot of times, because we lived a little bit removed from right. my grandparents, and there were you know third and fourth sets of grandparents that I had growing up um, that were members of my of the church I attended, my, my faith family. Yeah, it's great. And I'm gonna just one more PS to family because I, the, you know, our our new missions podcast is all about helping others live, live life on mission, mm-hmm. and I'm convinced that the local church is the greatest force for good. And as families stay plugged in and connected to churches locally, um, it not only strengthens the local church, it strengthens their home. You know, you yeah, have right. um, really what I'd call a deep rooted faith, but also deep rooted network of people right. that you can trust that care mm-hmm. for you. In Central Florida, where we live. You know, a lot of people are moving into the area. How have you found that church to be kind of like, yeah, this is truly not just family of faith, but it's like new family because you left New York or you left another state. Um, We've had a lot of people come in and join. What's that been like for you meeting new people and how do you welcome them and how's the church extending that love and care? You know, it it has been really interesting because a lot of people have, they've kind of dated our church online first before they have chosen what area they were going to commit to live in and become a part of the community. Like where they were going to move. Right. They kind of chose, we've had a few families in the last 18 months, I'd say, they would come to our discovery lunch, you know, where it's kind of, you learn about what church membership at LifePoint means. And they'll tell us, well, we've been watching you online for six or seven months. And we chose this area because we want to go to this church. And that's not at all um, a pat on the back for myself or my husband. It's just, it's the Lord. He he seems to be drawing people toward a church that preaches the word. Right. And we just try to welcome people in through through our our discovery lunch, uh, that kind of activity where we bring everybody together, share a meal. Mm. We just get to know each other. We try to be very transparent and real and um, let people know that our church stands on the word and on the truth of God's word that we're not going to compromise on that, but that we're going to be compassionate and that we're not in it to condemn others by our convictions, but, but to share Christ's love with them and uh, pray that their lives would be, be transformed for the first time or continue to be transformed. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. I have a, we have close friends that we mutually know that are relocating to the Eustis Florida area because of, your church and life point, you know, to, to be there. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Well, your church life point, our church, I should say is very involved in new missions, obviously shoebox drive and my mother 
and Ted obviously are members there as well. And so volunteers come and serve here from for Shoebox Drive. So it's amazing. You have kind of, I would call it almost like three baskets of the Shoebox Drive ministry, one being people collecting boxes mm-hmm. themselves. You know, they pack them. They have a some kind of hosting program at their church to host right. the Shoebox Drive. You also have people that come and volunteer here and they serve at New Missions, but then you also have the delivery of those boxes overseas where we ship them, load them. That's right. And then the children and the schools receive mm-hmm. them. That's like the big win, but there's a lot of ministry that happens beforehand, you know, on this receiving side of a shoebox drive campaign. Uh, I want to first talk about the volunteer component because obviously uh, that's a part of your weekend schedule sometimes mm-hmm. on a Saturday with volunteer groups or weekdays. What's that like for you to observe volunteers and what do they do when they come here? It's really fun. Um, We have volunteers of all ages that come and and serve with us. So we have had kids as young as, you know, nine or 10 years old. And then folks, I I had a volunteer last summer who was 97. And um, what a neat thing to have her come. And she just sat and served. It was a low energy project that she could just sit and do. And she just said how she loved being able to do something active. Mm. But I always call it seeing God's love tangibly nice. um, yeah. with the volunteers that come and, and maybe they bring supplies or maybe they're bringing their shoe boxes in with them when they come to volunteer sure. and they're always just really excited and they always have lots of questions about Haiti and the conditions there and um, what more can they do and that's mm. always really an encouragement. It's amazing they come here and it's technically they're in our family room. I mean it's not right. that there's yeah. a separate office just for shoeboxes. I mean, That's right. they're here under the roof. Yeah, I love that. And I love that it's kind of in the middle of our office with our, our offices all surrounding. So they, they feel like, you know, they're just coming and being a part kind of of the staff here and a part of the, of the mission. And then the, you know, the process of shipping, we call them container days. Mm-hmm. It takes, it takes a little bit of an army <laughs> or, or a village. That's right. I, I love to kind of paint a little bit of color for people for that because Shoe boxes are obviously packed in these either cardboard boxes or plastic containers, but then we put put them in cases. And there's kind of two types of cases, right? Yes. Or maybe three, because we have sponsored boxes, schools, and then... And we have our prepaid, right. yeah, uh, shoe boxes, which, which we pack here. We choose, carefully choose everything that goes inside and for the six different age and gender groups. And, and then as folks, if folks need the opportunity to just have a packed shoebox that's already done, we can, we do that for them and they can call in or write or email or whatever. And we can, um, as they donate toward that, we'll apply their sponsor child's name mm. and also put the gospel in that shoebox and then prepare that for their sponsor child. But we have people who pack their own. They might pack their own shoebox for their sponsor child, or we have folks who pack a shoebox for any child that would mm. be, um, for a certain, we usually ask them, you know, to pack towards a certain age and gender, right. whether it's a three to six year old, a seven to 11 year old, or someone that's 12 and up. Right. Great. And so they get cased, palletized, mm-hmm. and yeah. then those pallets, they actually moved out into a loading area here at the office. Yeah. And then individually, the cases are stacked in these cargo containers so we can maximize the full load. That's right. We probably are loading several thousand, you know, 4,000 plus mm-hmm. boxes per mm-hmm. cargo container. Yes. And it's an amazing journey. We we pray here. Everything we do is starts in prayer. And That's right. We send things off in prayer. It's an amazing process. Yeah. 
in that shipping overseas journey, is there a moment in that, call it, timeline of moving the content that y- you get most excited about? Is it seeing the container leave? Is it getting the news that it got there? What For you, what, when is the moment of like, oh my gosh, this is really exciting? I love to see the pictures of it arriving. And then, or maybe actually my favorite my favorite photos to receive are of the kids receiving the shoe boxes. And then the second to that would be that it arrived arrive safely safely. and that we got it there or the Lord got it there. You know, um, I was able, had the privilege to travel to Haiti with new missions in 2018 and be on that end of the distribution of shoe boxes and be impacted by um, going to the schools and sharing. And then also um, with some of the extra shoe boxes going into the community mm-hmm. and going door to door and using that shoe box as an evangelism tool to be able to mm. share the love of Christ and also give a gift to a family. That's great. So I know a lot of questions you get on the phone or email have to do with what to put in the box or what a kid's like. What are some mm-hmm. of those most popular questions for you? A lot of times, I would say the question we get more often than not is what size clothing does my sponsored child wear or, you know, what size should I send? And what I, the advice I give most often is go with kind of the average age sizes for kids. You know, if it's a six-year-old, kind of go with a a size five to six or six to eight and just kind of go with that average size range it is really hard for us to get that information from our students but people do ask what should i send and um, i always try to say send some things that they need some essential things toothbrush toothpaste washcloth soap send some school supplies crayons Mm. coloring book but then send some fun things too Mm. send some sunglasses and send a game or cards a soccer ball if you can kind of roll it up tight and squeeze the air out of it and fit it in there because those are some things that are well loved and cherished i have seen those kids just light up when there's something that moves like you know whether even it's for a girl holding a doll or kid yes you know kicking a ball around even a tennis ball or anything they love it water bottles have been a big hit as well i've noticed for kids it's really amazing when they are able to fill up that water bottle at the well at the school that's right walk home with some fresh water and then on the other side of the story for families let's go back all the way to life point for a moment because you all do a great job hosting Shoebox Drive. I know it's our home church, so it's it's personal to us. But I've been in churches when I travel and speak, and you see families bringing gifts for our students where in their home they went shopping together or they had a packing party. You wrote a wonderful right. article about that where churches can host a packing party and people bring items of an inventory that you all kind of collaborate and fill the boxes together. What's it like for people on that side? What, what are some maybe comments or feedback you've received from parents or individuals for them in this process? Because yes, the kids, obviously the homes in Haiti, the delivery, amazing. What a joy. But there's got to be some fulfillment on the side of the the giver, people that are packing. There was a family in our church who, we processed the shoebox here, but their little girl, I think her name's Macy Jo. She might have been 
six, but she wrote a note okay. to um, the child that would receive her shoebox and said, I shopped for you and I picked out these things especially for you and I hope you like them. Wow. And wow. so I think, I think for kids and families, you know, really um, taking that time to consider how blessed we are in the U.S. and how we can use that blessings. We're blessed to be a blessing so we can take the blessings we've received of being here and then share God's love because the spiritual work is the most important thing mm. we do through our shoebox drive. And we, we include the gospel in every single shoebox that we either pack or process here. Families can know that they're having, they're going to have a physical impact, a material impact on a family, but also a spiritual and an eternal impact through participating in shoebox drive. No, amen. It's, it is a, an enrichment for them spiritually to see that. And it's a teaching tool for parents and for homes. And I think for churches, not everyone can go on a mission trip overseas, but everyone, for That's the most right. part, they can pack a shoebox or participate in collecting items to put in shoeboxes. So it's a great missions opportunity that reaches Haiti. So thank you, Emily, for sharing with us. Thanks, Tim. We got to know you better. You know, we'd like to let people kind of hear more about who the person is behind the name. Are there any maybe final thoughts you may have for shoebox drive or encouragement you would have for anybody considering doing the shoebox drive or participating? I would just say, um, you know, I was really inspired by one of our uh, local pastors who said, you come and volunteer at New Missions and participate in Shoebox Drive. It's like a short-term mission trip mm -hmm. that's going to have um, a long-distance impact. So I just try to encourage people with that. If they're frustrated by not being able to participate in overseas missions, maybe the way they would like to, especially in Haiti, because so many have asked us when we can go back, and we just don't know. But, but the way you can have a physical and spiritual impact is by participating in Shoebox Drive and then come volunteer with us if you can. Wonderful. Well, Emily, thanks for your time. Shoeboxdrive.com, all the information's there. Check it out again, shoeboxdrive.com. But thanks, Emily, for your heart for missions, uh, for the love for the local church and how well that you have been serving your family and the families of LifePoint Church and those that volunteer here. I'm very grateful for you. Grateful, Tim. Praise God. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the New Missions Podcast. I want to invite you to join us for our Christmas Shoebox Drive. Visit shoeboxdrive.com. That's shoeboxdrive.com. And together, let's help families flourish. Thanks for listening. And remember, your mission field is right where you are and wherever you go.